Hi, I'm Madeline Quigley. And I'm Emily Quinn. And this is Young and Bereaved, a podcast about grief. And it was like, guest is in the green room. And I was like, I hope she can figure it out what she needs to do to get out of the green room. It prompted me immediately. So, oh, okay. <laughs> Didn't take much. It wasn't like an escape room situation. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're so crunchy. <laughs> is, the, is that the squash you made? There were a couple salvageable pieces that had a discernible chip noise to it. Oh, they're chips. Is they're, what they're, they're, yeah. they're squash chips. I meant to bake them until they were like golden brown on top. Um, I, this is like a war crime against vegetables. Yeah, that right there. Wait, hold it up. I'll take a screenshot. We'll put it on the IG, guys. Oh my god. I think they look like bats. That one really looks like a bat. That one really. That looks like a, like a weapon a bat a Batman would use with like um. We're showing it off like you're a YouTuber. That looks like a weapon Batman would would use. <laughs> um, hello, hello, and welcome, everyone. Um, I noticed. I mean, we introduce ourselves in the intro, like the part that's mixed with music, but we for the since we've started up have had no we're just like we dive in and we keep going and at no point we're like hey welcome to the show so (laughs) okay welcome to the show you stupid idiots yeah so fucking (laughs) glad you're here um we are recording virtually today because i i had a covid exposure last week and i have tested negative on two of those have you taken any of those at-home tests no from CVS or whatever? Or you can buy them anywhere, I guess. Or not anywhere, but... <laughs> Literally anywhere. Anywhere. Go to Bed Bath & Beyond and have them. <laughs> I bet Bed Bath & Beyond fucking wishes they sold COVID tests right now. They're well, like... They sell super... enough. They have it all. They're like really bankrupt. That's the problem is they sell too much. Oh. The one in the waterworks closed. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the Pier 1? It was a Spirit Halloween and now it's a Christmas store. Oh, wait, now it's a Christmas or? Yeah, they moved in like overnight. It's crazy. Spirit Christmas? That. Spirit Christmas? Spirit Christmas. I didn't How know that. Exist- closed franchise store near you. I didn't know that existed. What the, did, have you gone in? No, I just saw it the other day. Okay. What, all right. Um, okay, so like what should we have in like a, the little hello moment in the beginning? Oh, I just like, say, hey, hi, like, everyone. Like, well, um, like acknowledging that we have an audience, you mean? Well, just being like, hey, thanks for tuning in. Oh, that sounds so disingenuous. Um, <laughs> this is Young hey and guys, Welcome back to our channel. <laughs> Make sure you smash that like button. Yeah, hit the notification smash. bell. No, no, it's too real. It's so real. Um, yeah, we appreciate you guys tuning in. And we do have an Instagram. I feel like we're supposed to do plug that stuff at the top right oh shit yeah we do have an instagram it's um at bereaved pod and it's pretty dope that's where all the shit that we talk about that like cassidy makes that's where all of it goes 
Yeah, when we like um, say Cassidy, can you? Cassidy makes all of our graphics and is a we hero. jump and she says how high a real champ, like is more responded in our group chat than us. Even though oh my god, she's yeah. the one doing us a favor. Yeah, for sure. Like not only is she doing us a favor, she has to like pester us to do the favor. <laughs> we are bad business women, I think. Okay, okay. maybe, maybe. <laughs> I, I was am. like, I know, I rebuttal, am. and then I was like, meh, meh. Okay, so yeah, that's it, guys. Follow the, you can leave a review, but, you know. We also have an, an email. Have you checked the email at all? I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to do that right now. Right now, baby. The issue is, I got this new laptop right, and the email wasn't on this new laptop, but I think I know the password. Right. Anyways, how are you doing? You know, I'm pretty good. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. You better believe it. I mean, yeah, it's just been a nice day, a nice week. I, like, really love my job. And I feel like I'm already pretty good at it, Uh which is cool. Um, That's a great feeling. Does it go by fast when you're there? Like, are you super busy the whole time? Yeah, that's Yeah, and it's not even, like, because a counseling session – is now it's not rushed like there isn't air there isn't like a therapeutic element to it it's like Mm -hmm. (laughs) what i do is basically speed dating therapy sessions like you can spend anywhere from like 10 to 20 ish minutes in a room with someone you get like one chunk of this person's story you give them all the information that they need but it's like really rewarding every time i don't know I just spoke to a lot of girls this week who were around my age or younger. Mm-hmm. It was just so easy to connect with them mm-hmm. and make them feel comfortable when they were clearly nervous. Mm-hmm. It was just really, really, I don't know. I I don't know. It just feels like something big is kind of happening in my yeah. life right now. Well, it's not often you hear someone describe their job as like rewarding you know what I mean and like yeah and I mean I'm I'm only a couple weeks in like I'm still so new yeah so I I don't know I guess my opinion will change over time as I get to know the place better but I I will say I've never entered a job feeling this happy and like satisfied and useful yeah I feel like a lot of people don't feel like that about like who feels like yeah their job I just I still kind of can't believe it like Mm-hmm. I feel like I really lucked out. <laughs> well, it's funny because also in life, you think you want a job, you know, you're like, that's what I want to do. And then you you start doing it and you're like, actually, yeah, I exactly. had no clue what I was talking about. You know, yeah. it's so rare that you start, you pick something you want to do and it ends up being like, right. As you were correct about the assumption that this is what you wanted to do. Yeah. At least for now. And in this moment and right. It just like the shoe really, really fits right it's now. It's fitting these days. So I'm gonna wear it. You're gonna wear these shoes. There's a Taylor Swift lyric somewhere in there, but she's gotten so much airtime lately. We do not need to give her any more. Yeah, she listen. She doesn't need any more words from us. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. She's got enough going on out she's there. Got enough. She's busy and with that. My for you page already has her all over it, and I like am not even into it. So h- what do I do? Well, yeah, how do we, I don't think you have a choice. Like, I think everyone just has to put up with Taylor. At least she's not on the Fed up, FedEx or the UPS trucks this year. Remember <laughs> that one? No. Yeah. She was on UPS trucks? She was on UPS trucks that said, have a Taylor Swift delivery. 
Are you making that up? No, for the Reputation album, which I'm going to say it right now. Reputation might be her best album. <laughs> Is that an unpopular opinion? Yes, it's a very unpopular. Everyone's kind of yeah, like, what album? Like it. it was a newspaper one. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It was like controversial. Yeah, when she released that music video. Oh, Bad Blood, right? No, that was 19. Why do I know this much about Taylor Swift? I <laughs> what are we doing? Even... What are we doing? We said we wouldn't talk about her. It's intoxicating. <laughs> That's all you get. That's all you get. I'm. She's good. I gotta. I gotta hand it off to her. She's good. She. she okay. I want to address something from our last episode, which is that the audio was horrendous. Like, oh, in terms of background noises. Yeah, like it was just. There was a literal fire alarm went off at one point, and we kept I was talking. Like shocked when I heard that in the finished cut. Yeah. Well, I can't edit. I'm not that good of an audio engineer. I can't edit out. I can't edit out a fire alarm in the background. I mean, shit happens. If I was Taylor Swift's producer, I might have been able to. But hey. that's enough. You're done. You're done. I'm done. I don't want to talk about her, so I'm fine with that. Um. <laughs> But yeah, my, one of my film teachers always said, you can forgive bad video, but you can't forgive bad audio. And with really? the podcast, you're kind of only audio. So it's like yeah. extra bad. We also have a habit and we do it. And maybe we can trick people into going onto our Instagram, but we did it at the beginning of this episode. We talk about things around us are like, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. And no oh, one no. can look. We're like, look at Buffy. So cute in my coat. And then we don't even share a fucking pic. I mean, she. Yeah, I it, guess that the, the solution is just to start sharing pictures of the shit that we're pointing at. We could, we could make like a weekly gallery of things we mention on the show and make the caption like the real ones know or something like, you know what I mean? Like, sure. Yeah. And yeah. then people will be like we'll show the the batman batman ninja star acorn squash thing that you have been eating on on film that's exactly what it is and you can tell people how i'm can you see me right now that i'm wearing a blanket like it's some sort of i've been watching the great have you ever watched the great on hulu no my friend just asked me that yesterday oh my god can i text your is your friend watching the new season I don't know. I don't know anyone watching the new yeah, season and I need to talk about it so badly. And if anyone out there is watching the great, email us. Uh for the record, we didn't get any email, so it doesn't matter that I hadn't checked it. Okay, but, great. Um, our emails bereaved podcast at gmail.com. Holy crap, if you guys are watching the new season of the great, please hit me up. Hit me up. I've just been watching a lot of the great British baking show. Oh, the new season of that? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It makes me cry. Yeah, I I should. Well, it makes well, uh, app topic. It makes me cry because that was like a show my mom and I watched together. Um, and I haven't been able to watch it since she died. We actually yeah. watched it like an episode the night she like entered hospice. We watched an episode oh together. Yeah, yeah. So it was all downhill from there. Let me tell you, dude. One time at. Great British Bake Off contestant clapped back at me on Instagram because what I posted a photo of like a lemon tart and the caption was like I'm eating this while watching the Great British Bake Off like they just someone just and someone just used like pineapple extract will they ever learn like because that's like a if someone's like I'm using pineapple flavoring it's like this is gonna go poorly we've all seen this or banana flavoring while I was watching except my example is when anybody uses rose Rose yes or lavender it's It's like it's just not gonna go well and they're like I'm using banana extract 
but it's not worth the risk. It's not worth, it's such a big risk when so, when they use those artificial flavors. It never goes yeah. well. And someone, a British Bake Off contestant, I'll take a screenshot, we'll post it on the Instagram, clap back in the, found it. I guess I hashtagged it like GBBO or something. Commented, we are a stubborn bunch, aren't we? Or something like, and I went on her profile and it was like one of the fucking contestants from one of the seasons. Oh my God. We have beef with a contestant. Yeah. She trolled, she was like trolling the hashtag and came for me. Yeah. True story. Fun for her, I guess. Um, so I have two notes that i wrote down on a post-it note about things i wanted to talk about this week notes notes look at you i know the first one i think could be just like a topic even um which is that i think the great you know how in the earlier episodes we were like when's the grace period gonna end when are people gonna stop excusing or poor i think it's ended for at least for me i think personally people no longer associate my poor behavior with the fact my mom died somewhat recently yeah I don't think I get away with it anymore no that is yeah no that's interesting I don't know if you feel like that I don't know because I don't know that I well people have been bringing up the holidays more recently so I feel like it's more of a conversation during the holidays where like I told one of my my like counseling supervisor and both of her parents are dead and she's a little bit older than us. Um, but she asked about Thanksgiving and I was like, we're escaping. Like we're fleeing the city. Like we're just yeah. not going to be in town at all. So like, I feel like there's an element of that that makes it more visible again. Like at this time, yeah. uh-huh. more, at least in my recent experience, but I was thinking about it, I think in a different way just today, which is that, I am now firmly like both feet planted in a new version of my life. Like everything is different. I am already, I am already very different. I'm already learning like really, really kind of crazy stuff about myself, like working just at this job and I feel so comfortable there. And it's just like, my life has shape and meaning now. And so it's yeah, I have stepped outside of the grace period, but it's almost like I did it by myself. Like it was a move that I made, but that also like that being said, I'm hesitant to even admit that I have entered that, this new thing like this, like, you know, coming out of the damn chrysalis moment because I do feel guilty of being like, okay, well that part, you know, that chapter's over. I know what you mean. I, I've been rereading some old journals and like mm-hmm. I've, I just this one part where I was like the sadness is just so close to the surface it doesn't take much to access it like anything anyone says or does can make me cry I think it's just always gonna be like that and I was mm-hmm. like no it ain't like I remember thinking like okay I can function I'm just like a really teary person now and maybe that's what this is and like I'm, you know, a year and a half out and it's like, I don't just cry at anything. I cry a lot. I'm still emotional and like get touched. But the way before that anything could make me cry because yeah. I was just so volatile because of the the pain of losing my mom. It's just not like that anymore. Well, it's like that, um, that image. And this is something that we can repost, but that image of like the ball in the jar 
or like oh yeah oh i loved that that was so the good the ball uh that's like in a box and when it starts the ball is as big as the box and it's pressing up against like the big red button on the side of the box nonstop. but eventually the ball gets smaller and smaller and it only bounces up against the button every once in a while but it's the same like no every time like the the depth of the pain never goes away but the like no, I think the balls. Does the ball stay the same size, but the box gets bigger? There's or maybe two versions of it. Okay, <laughs> I'm mixing my metaphors, if you will. Um, it's so true. Yeah, it is true. It is also like when you ha- are forced to like rebuild, and when you lose such a pivotal character like your mom, and then you're forced to rebuild a whole new life. Without mm-hmm. them in it, it's like I, I obviously I don't want to be living in a world. And so then you're them. also like rebuilding a new self, like yeah. <laughs> at the same time. And but, I'm about a year and a half. I don't know. It feels like that. It's probably a little bit less. But um, do you? But do you think you're stepping into this new thing, learning all these new things about you, is because of the like specific trauma of losing your mom or just as a result of all the life changes that have happened because you lost your mom two both now i think i feel number two. Oh, yeah because i feel very number one i feel different my life hasn't changed very much i just think the trauma of losing my mom has changed me deeply my circumstances are like couldn't be more different oh my god my yeah the world couldn't be more different yeah everything about your like life life is just yeah and i feel like i'm more aware and perceptive of the world than i was than i was before mm-hmm. and i know that i have changed as a person but i don't know it, for me it's much more external yeah that's so interesting. I think it made me more serious. Yeah. But I don't know that it like radically changed my personality. I don't know. Uh-huh. That's a that's a good thought. That's a good question. But yeah, like I don't know, because of that us being in these new worlds in these new lives like they're developed enough we're far enough out that we have developed new lives and I think it's I don't know if it's clear enough to the outside or just I know it that my life is like somewhat stable again that I could tell that the grace period thing is like when I was another person now. Yeah, like when I was transforming into this or like going through the big yeah, yeah, yeah. the big waves of the first exactly. year. Um maybe We've I didn't per- perceive gotten our gotten our um our sea legs a little bit. Yeah. Maybe. Absolutely. I feel that. I feel like I know yeah. know the grief pretty well, but I just had a friend where I hadn't been responding to them or like I hadn't reached out for a while. And I felt a guilt that I hadn't felt in like a year and a half where Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, this one does feel like it's on me. Like, yeah, you know, like there have been times when some, I haven't talked to someone and I've been like, whatever, I've been in it. You know, they can't be mad. But this particular person, I was like, yeah, "Mm, you know what? I should have reached out before now. And I haven't felt like that since my mom died. Like, what an interesting benchmark. 
Yeah. Feeling a social responsibility again. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't just be like, my mom died last May. Sorry, I didn't have any <laughs> cold. I didn't text you back. My mom is dead. Like, how dare you? How dare you? Um, so that was kind of the first thing on my, my post-it. So I was going through our coat closet. My dad said something kind of fucking weird to me the other day. He said, like, he was, like, cleaning out his book room. He was like his office, but it has all these bookshelves. And he was like, uh, yeah, I was getting rid of a whole bunch of stuff. Like he was like, your mom dying just has made me really think a lot about what you leave behind when you die. And truth be told, my mom <laughs> left behind a lot of stuff, which I haven't even <laughs> began to sort through. Like I haven't even touched any of my mom's stuff. I just like yeah. close the door and don't look. Yeah. Um. So that's going to be something. But he, so I guess my dad was like downsizing because he, he was shook. I was kind of following suit and going through our coat closet. And my mom had a lot of fucking coats. And I was like, this one's kind of cool. And I put it on and then I stuck my hand in the pocket and I found a shopping list that had been my mom's. And it made my fucking day. I literally danced around my entire room holding it and then kissed it a million times and then started crying. It made my day so much. A grossly, a grocery list of my mom's is like such a Heidi thing I can't even describe it like to find like in my mom's handwriting and like I feel her slipping away from me like I feel her the distance it has been so long since I've spoken my mom has been so long since I've seen her write something or just had a conversation with her and um you know that weird feeling of like when you have a word and you like say it a whole bunch of times and then you're like is this word even real yeah I I sometimes feel like that about like looking at my mom's handwriting or something where I'm like is this even real like was she even a person yeah it sucks yeah what a beautiful gift that was oh my god yeah I think I'll probably frame it I'm probably gonna frame like I have any gross my brother cleaned out her car did I already say this on the podcast my brother cleaned out her car and I was so pissed because he cleaned it out like yeah. he just threw everything away and it's like I would have kept like a post-it you know like I yeah. would have kept and he just threw everything in the trash and I never got to go through it and I would have kept like any scrap of paper she wrote on or anything that like <laughs> a used Kleenex or something like I'm a obsessed fan uh, like I'm a Swift, <laughs> a hardcore Swifty or something shit Sorry. No, no. <laughs> How dare you apologize for actually talking about grief on our, <laughs> on our grief podcast? No, I just, that's a lot. And I, I understand what, what you're saying. Yeah. I feel very separate, but I kind of always have. So. Mm. We do have a bunch of her stuff still, but um, when I moved home after she died, uh-huh. um, I was sleeping in the basement for a long time, like months. And there's not a bed or a pullout bed or anything down there. It was just our ratty old couch that is stuffed with garbage from when my brother was living down there, kind of. Um, there's like full empty 
empty beer bottles in the cushions and batteries and yeah it's gross it wasn't great so I was at the house for a certain amount of time before I was like I need if I'm gonna live here I need to live here yeah um and my mom had taken my old room and like redone it and repainted it and redecorated it and the whole thing it was very her she was very proud of it I had a Harry Potter mural that Nora painted for me. Oh my that? gosh. I kind of remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll see if I can find a picture for you. Please. Um, but she I'll painted it over it. because She was like, bye-bye to the Harry Potter wall. <laughs> um, anyways, I didn't want to sleep in my brother's room like while he wasn't there. And I knew that there were times when Ryan was going to be visiting and I was still going to need a place to sleep. So I wanted my slash her room back fair for when I was going to live there. Yeah. And so I started sleeping in there. And then after we actually went back to New York and got all my stuff back, I needed to put all my stuff somewhere. And it feels like barbaric now, but I just like packed all her clothes. Like I emptied the closet, like, I don't know. I didn't cry the whole time. I just kind of packed it up. I kept a couple of things. um, But it was a very, like, I don't know, kind of mundane, tedious thing. Like, I don't know. I've never really thought about that and how I just kind of put everything away. Just out of a sense of, like, necessity. I mean, Mm -hmm. I handled it carefully and, like, I know where everything is. Yeah, but clothes of all things, especially, are like, like, I wish I don't, I wish I never had to go, like, I haven't gone through my mom's clothing, and I wish I just never had to, because there's going to be so few items I care about, and mostly it's going to be a pain to, like, sort through all that. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you're right. Sort through, like, Ann Taylor, and, like, (laughs) what else did my mom wear? Like, just, like, None of it fits me, and, like, none of it is anything I'd wear. We and had like, such different styles. Yeah. It was, like, a running gag. Yeah. Like, my mom loved a cardigan with, like, a little embellishment, like, on the, <laughs> where the, on the, bre- like, a, like, a flower, stitched flower, yeah. or, like, something. It's just, like, I would <laughs> never wear an embellished cardigan. Like, it's just <laughs> simply not what I would wear. To, I wouldn't wear it to church on Easter. Like, I just, <laughs> so, but and she had so many. She still has so many. They're all still in her closet. Like, I just don't even want to go through it it's just gonna be a a chore like it's gonna be a chore so I don't know yeah it's easy to rest on items yeah because we're humans and like what we can see is what we believe we can touch what we can feel you know I see my mom's handwriting therefore she was here yeah my grandma dropped this bomb on me out of nowhere my dad's mom Mm -hmm. um she sent a letter to me but to my parents address Mm -hmm. and I opened it and it was a card and I obviously assumed it was from her and I opened it and it was my mom's handwriting and I like dropped it like my heart like oh my god dropped into the pit of my stomach tearing up 
I like burst into tears. Yeah, that's so much. I would go get it, but I don't think I could read it right now. Um, but it was a letter that she had written to Mimi, my grandma, Aww. during the pandemic. And she wrote it after I had left because I stayed at home for two months during. And then I went back to New York and she wrote it to Mimi after I had left the house after those two months. And it's just like a quick little note. And it just says how happy she was to have me home mm. and how it was like the best part of all oh of this God. and how she's going to miss me. But she's really glad that she had that time. I was just like, what the fuck, Mimi? <laughs> it really fucked no me No warning? No. No. And no, then no. there was a note like behind the letter from Mimi. But I saw the the card first. The way that stuff punches you in the gut is unlike any other feeling. Oh, yeah, it was it was weird. My mom had you have you seen my mom's handwriting? I feel like you have. No. Um I have a vision in my head, but I don't know why. I'll send you a picture of the card when we get off. Yeah. Um but it's beautiful. Like it's you've seen my handwriting. Mine is like a little more spidery than hers, but uh-huh. she has very like technically perfect, pretty handwriting. Oh yeah. To I the point see. where I was like, I guess if I was gonna get a tattoo for her, I would like I could get something in her writing, but her writing is too nice. Like I don't want it. It's because like it looks a font. And everyone's like, is that yeah, Ariel? It literally looks like a font. I don't want a tattoo of her handwriting. <laughs> Wait. I have, I have plenty of her handwriting. Wait, I want to ask you, we never have ever discussed, like, have you thought about getting a tattoo for your mom? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, and like I've said, I don't have like a specific like image or symbol that I associate with her dot, dot, dot yet. Um, but I do think I would get a little like classic cartoon um, heart with mom on it, mm-hmm. like on a banner. Mm-hmm. Like I think that would be cute, mm-hmm. and it would actually like be real, like it would actually have meaning. Aww. But you know, she's got to fit within the aesthetic of what I have going on. Yeah, absolutely, that's fair. And your mom would want <laughs> that too. How would your mom feel about tattoos? Uh, she didn't care at all. Oh, chill. My mom was like super against it, and now I feel like I can never because. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. it, there's certain like things like my mom also was like, never get married with more than two bridesmaids. And now I'm like, I guess. What? Or like three maximum. You know, so many women. No, my mom was like very like, it's not attractive to have more than two or maximum three bridesmaids, Madeline. It just doesn't look good. And I'm like, oh my God, she was such a woman. Yeah. Yeah, she was, she had, she was so Emily Gilmore, it like hurts. Um, yeah. I don't know, like, I kind of feel weird disobeying my mom's like few wedding wishes if I ever got married, you know what I mean? That's crazy. You're like, it. that's stupid, but <laughs> have as many bridesmaids as you want. Kinda. But also, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I have, I don't know. I mean, there are certain ways that I live my life because it's the way that she lived her life, but I don't, I can't think of like rules. There is one <laughs> thing that I do every single day, which is whenever she would make um, dippy eggs for us, she would flip the egg over and she'd count for 12 seconds and then she'd put it like on the plate. And I do that every single time I make eggs, I count to 12. Really? Are you talking about yeah. like egg in a hole? Like when you... 
No, like sunny side up eggs that you dip your toast into. Oh, 12 seconds. Okay. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good amount of time. Does it work? Because it firms up the remaining like booger white stuff, mm-hmm. the white of the egg, mm-hmm. but it doesn't like harden the yolk. No. You get like so you a, a, do you get a white film over the whole top? Exactly. Yeah. You that's a good, I do know. Yeah. <laughs> I might make that tomorrow. I'm feeling. Sometimes when the yolk breaks, I cry. Like it makes me so mad that I cry. Yeah. Life can be like that. That is what life can be like, isn't it? Isn't it? So just some days (laughs) that can make you cry. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, uh, my prescription ran out for five days. So, um, my head was just like spinning and I was suddenly. Oh no, Quinn. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. I was like able to cry again for a couple of days. Wild. Wild time. Yeah, that's but I'm intense. Back. Okay. We're back. Anything else you Um let me see if I can f- find I saw this passage in this book but I forgot to mark it. So what let book? See. Let's talk, Let's talk about... about hard things. Okay, hold it up. I'll take another screenshot. We'll put it on the Man, this IG post is... I've been keeping a... I got I got it. I have been keeping a list of all the things we need to post photos of. So you guys better get on that IG. We're getting organized, folks. <laughs> We're getting organized, folks. Confidence. <laughs> Confidence. Do you, if you build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think I lost it. Did you text it to me? No, I didn't because I was planning on reading it, but it's gone. All right. Well, that's a cliffhanger for next time. Um, I'm enjoying it so far. She's the host of a podcast called Death, Sex, and Money. Um, I haven't listened to that, but maybe I'll give it a shot. Is it about grief? Well, there are four chapters, and they are... Oh, not four, but the it's death, sex, money, family, and identity. So there's a chapter about each of those themes. And I Do just started the death chapter, so we shall see. I'm excited. I, I'm I wonder if identity have we talked on here? I talked about someone recently. You know how they say that after losing a loved one, divorce is like the most traumatic thing a person can go through. Ooh. Did yeah. you know that? I I feel like I've heard it. It's just so interesting to me. I think at certain points in my grief, I would have been really dismissive of that. I'm like, it's divorce. You like, you can get remarried. The person's not gone, you know. But I guess it is kind of similar to death in the sense of loss of a vision of what your life is going to be and who's going to yeah. be by your side for it. Yeah, and there are like things that come with that person still being alive and just not mm-hmm. wanting that life with mm-hmm. you or it not all those expectations gone. Like that's a whole different kind of trauma for sure. I'd be so curious to have that discussion with someone. Yeah. If you're out there and you have perspective on like death and divorce, we'd love to have you on the pod. Like send us a brief podcast at gmail.com. I just think that's so interesting because it's not yeah. something that I have experienced at all. Obviously I've never been married, but um I would be so curious how the two experiences. I've been saying divorce, babes, divorce out loud all day. 
Have you seen that video of Adele? Uh, no. Talking okay. about her divorce or her divorce? Divorce. She was on, I think it was an, on her Instagram live, and somebody asked her what the album was about. And she said, divorce, babes, divorce. Have you listened to it? No. Yeah. Another person who doesn't really need our airtime. <laughs> <laughs> I probably will in like 10 years and then be like, have you guys ever heard of this? <laughs> Let me put you on to something. Adele 30? Have you have you tried <laughs> Adele 30? Um, well, cool. Cool. I think I saw the Milky Way the other night, but I can't be sure. Where were you? In my yard. But I saw this like cloudy band that went across the sky, but it, it looked more like clouds than Milky Way. But I don't know what the Milky Way huh. kind of- It's definitely possible. What is the Milky Way? Yeah, you know what? Now that I'm looking at Google image search of the Milky Way, it was <laughs> so clear the other night. Like startlingly so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're in a good spot with a clear sky. Yeah, next time I see the Milky Way, Quinn, I'll hit you up. Tell you to come over. Please do. Mm-hmm. I know you would have hopped in your your space car. and. <laughs> How about that uh, full moon eclipse this week? Do you see the eclipse? That fucked me kind of hard. Is that what is supposed to happen in a full moon eclipse or what's the deal? <laughs> yeah, no, they're not like auspicious times. Yeah. Well, I talked to a tourist who was trashed through the whole experience and then was like, you know what? I'm going to let go of this person in my life because they seem very toxic and I'm not even going to open that door. Huh. Well, good for you. Thanks. Thank you. Growth, you know? Well, the the eclipse was in Taurus, so... Did you could you see the actual eclipse happening? I don't think that we got like the red moon here. Uh-huh. But it was just like a big full moon basically. Yeah. Cool. I wasn't up for the actual like moment of the eclipse. Yeah, I think it was early in the morning. Yeah, it was. I don't really mind that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you know. You know. Well, it's been an interesting astrological time anything coming up there's another eclipse next week really uh solar yeah next week or the week after um it's gonna be in sagittarius though sag season starts like today or tomorrow i think how is it that time already what the hell i just put my scorpio thing up on the whiteboard it's already time to take it down how is it already uh, you know what? Call me crazy, but I think talking about the passing of time and the weather are is, is are both riveting topics. It's why they get brought up so much. Yeah, because it's never not astounding how fast it's something time moves. We can all relate to, mm-hmm. with the exception of climate change. It is apolitical. <laughs> well, y'all, thanks for uh, thanks for sticking in. with us, babes. Cool. Well. Leave us a review. Follow us on Instagram. Email us. Mm -hmm. And we will be back at you with another ep this time next week. This time next week, we'll be here. Guaranteed. Ooh. (laughs) Now you're you're startling me. I'm like, well. But we got to cash that check for sure. Well, we're here now. You know, this would have been the prime opportunity. Tonight would have been prime opportunity. You have sweet potato in the oven. Like tonight would have been a prime opportunity to not, but we did. I'm glad we did. I'm glad we did. Cool. Well, 
Well, it was nice talking to you. Nice talking to you. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> okay. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Oh, shit. <laughs> Stay strong. Stay strong. You will have shit to Should say. Should we have, like, a thank grief Thanksgiving tip? Like, Cassidy? Should we text Cassidy some, like... Should we give any Thanksgiving tips, right? Should we address this at all, or Listen, should I? Edit? I think that all we can do is talk about it after. Um, I I really don't have. Uh, I think it's a little too late now, to be honest. Yeah, we're like closing this out. I will say the one good, my one good tip for family situations that you don't really want to be at: find a task like stoking the fire is always my go-to. Leave the room at any moment, or leave any. I gotta go check on the fire. Or like Quinn, put some sweet potatoes in the oven and be like, I can go check on my sweet potatoes so you can get out. It's my get out of jail free card. I always end the fire. That's my tip. That's a really smart, doable tip. Yeah. Just if you are afraid of conversations, give yourself an out. Would be mine. Okay. Okay. Good luck. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Bye. Bye.